You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from my friends. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bad Words, an evangelical podcast where we give toxic theology the read that it deserves. And this here is a special episode because bad theology doesn't just happen to books. It also happens to music, and recently a TikTok when you should stop worship leader decided to demonize and rewrite the lyrics of a song called Jericho, written by the black genderless artist Aniko. And I have thoughts and feelings about that, so I have invited a friend of mine and a friend of the show to talk about it. Co-host, introduce yourself, please. Ashley, I hail from Seattle. I'm queer, and I like to say that I uh, live at the intersection of queerness and Christianity, but also feel icky using Christianity. So often just say, I fuck with Jesus and nothing else. Excellent. So we'll get started with the reading of the raggedy ass rewritten lyrics. We'll have a discussion and then we'll send you on your way. For additional context and conversation and the option to listen to these episodes with no ads, I invite you to join the people of Jod by becoming a Jodly or Jod willing patron on Patreon. But either way, I'm happy you're here and I hope you're ready because without further ado, let's get into Jerry Hill, the white worshiper rearhack. Hi. I've been saved by grace. I got Jesus on my mind. His blood running through my veins. Chains gone. I've thrown him far away. I'm a free agent now. No one's standing in my way. I've been dreaming about heaven for a long time and I'm not holding on to any of those old lies. I've had a vision of the one who said I had to die now. He's my future past and present. I've got new life. He's right here. He's not an illusion. Anyone else is just an intrusion. He doesn't flinch, fail on his throne. He doesn't need anything. He stands alone. All right. We're here on a very special episode of Bad Words. Uh, and this is, it is a special episode, but it, but it shouldn't be, honestly, because the original intent for the podcast, it started with books, but it was always supposed to be about words in all, all their forms. Mm. Um, and I mean, there's just so much, so much material all the time. We could literally have an episode every day talking about bad, bad words because it's not just the words, it's the theology. Um, and this, this episode is going to be a great example of that because this is ultimately all about words, whose words are real, whose words matter, who gets, who gets to decide, um, because we have been brought here today by a Christian nightmare, uh, very bad remake of a song written by a black genderless artist. Um, yeah, a very symbolic, metaphorical, just a, just a beautiful song taken by a very basic white woman and just just all just slathered in mayo and whiteness um yeah and joining joining me today y'all know her and love her my partner in crime my west coast accomplice ashley say hi say hi to the people happy to be here again unhappy to be talking about this white bread remake When, where, why, how did you first become aware of this remake? Uh, 
Donnell. I can't remember his name. Yep. I saw someone reposted him talking about the song. And I was like, mm, let me go. Let me go find this woman. Uh, so I saw that little repost and then went to, went to TikTok to see for myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I, and boy, did I see. So this this saga has been going on. When did she first post that? Let me see. Her little remake. So her lyric her lyric video of her remake was September first. Um, that <laughs> that Labor Day weekend will go down <laughs> for so many reasons. <laughs> As just pure chaos. You know what? If demons are real, they were active that weekend. <laughs> and they had this woman, they got her in a chokehold and she put she put this out. Um so but this is this has been going on for a while. Like this this song yeah. has been out there. I saw so Donnell has had a few a few videos at this point, um, talking about different aspects of this. So I've seen them and I didn't I was like, oh, like it's it's handled. People are handling it. Like clearly this is <laughs> a mess. Um but then I got felt uh, the Holy Spirit moved me to get involved. <laughs> the other day when people cuz people were pushing back and this woman at this point I think is just um she's just doing shit for clout. Um, she's, 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 she's attention seeking at this point because, and man, there's so many, so many things to talk about, so many aspects to cover, but like as an artist, it's got, it's, I know it's eating her alive that none of her shit has gotten this traction and now it's all, it's all this remake. Um, and yeah, now, now most of her engagement is answering critiques um it's it's negative it's negative engagement right like people (laughs) nobody's liking her regular videos nobody like her those numbers are very low watching them at all even watching them right right so everything when she wants to generate attention when she wants to have criticism yeah yeah so that's that's what she's doing now so i got upset because she she was answering someone they're like well why are you why are you calling this person satanic and demonic? Well, I never said she, she, right? And she's misgendering them because they are they. Um, I never said she was demonic or satanic. I said the lyrics were, you know. And and honestly, for Aniko to be claiming that people are calling them demonic or satanic is such a victim mentality that That, was that's what set me over the edge that was the edge for me when she was i lit i i wrote it down because i was so mad about her being like it's just a victim complex i'm like weren't you just at the church talking about people are going to be a white supremacist i'm famous for being a colonizer like the the switch up that happened that like i am the victim but this black person is has a victim mentality mentality. makes me sick yep that's that was when i was like oh put me in coach (laughs) put put me in 
<laughs> I said, let me pull out my folding chair of justice and go to work because out of control. And in that same video towards, towards the end of it, and she's, she said it before and some other things, but basically like, oh, I would love to, I would love to, you know, speak with Aniko, but at the end of that video, but, but, you know, she's blocked me at this point. And I'm like, you just the, the caucasity, just the, the, the idea that you deserve an audience, a conversation with this person. And like, they owe that to you. Well, you basically called a demon. Yes. That like you said, mean, like there's one video where she literally showed what they're wearing and like talks about like the crown mm-hmm. of thorns or the whatever. Crown I'm like, of thorns, which is not, it's not. You literally are like saying this person is basically an agent of Satan. And then you're like, but they blocked me. So we can't have a conversation about it. Nobody wants to talk to you. What the hell is wrong with you that you think you can call someone Satan and Make it so that other people are calling them those those words: a Satan, a demon, an agent, and and the, they you they owe you something. They owe you their time. Nuts. Right. I'm like, right. some ain't tracking, ma'am. No, no. So, like I said, so many, so many aspects to come at this from. Um. I'll start by saying, as an artist, as as a writer, as a musician, um, <laughs> just the disrespect. It's the disrespect for me. It's it's take. I listen. I love I love a good spoof. I love a good parody. Um. I myself have a whole musical based on the intellectual property of Shonda Rhimes. I have nothing against remakes. Respectful remakes. There's just there's just a big difference. Like, you know, Weird Al Yankovic and his his music, his whole genre, his whole thing is taking other people's music and remaking it. Like just just out of fun and just silliness. Um, but I'm assuming he's, he's taking things that he likes because who wants to work with material that you don't like? Like if you just hate a genre of music, you hate an artist, like whatever, then you're not going to be listening to them. You're not going to be putting in the time and effort to learn these chord structures and this, these lyrical cadences and like like the just the... The time you have to spend oh, in something. I'm like, you listen to this song 16 times because you hit that dun, dun, just right, right. now. Right. Right. So the time you have to put into So then it's like, are you? But then that's leaning into the demonic angle. So you, wait, have you been graced to sit under this demonic power for hours and hours that it takes for you to learn to hit these? Like, what? What are we doing? So be respectful. Like, like take stuff, make fun, have fun with it, like whatever. And even if she had just been honest and said, oh, I really like this song and I just wanted to, to put a Jesus spin on it, 
we wouldn't even be here because people do that all the time. And it's like, it's corny. <laughs> it is it's corny as shit and whack as fuck. But like, that's Christians and do, do what you want to do. But as soon as you start calling things and people demonic, we have an issue. And it just, it just makes, it makes you, well, Rose worship look awful. It makes your God look weak. It makes Jesus look bad, just all the way around. But especially because this song, the remake, it's so basic. It's so Sunday school. It's so nothing. And the fact that, you know, she says, oh, I heard the song. I kept I kept hearing the song. It kept coming to me. And then, then I went on vacation. And then, then I came home. And the Holy Spirit just, just imparted this. Like, I just, I wrote, I wrote it in like five to ten minutes. No, you heard the song however long ago. You went on vacation, so you've been thinking about this. And then you sat down to write this. And this is the best the Holy Spirit could do. Like, the Holy Spirit has access to all of the knowledge in the universe, all of human history, past, present, and future, apparently. And this is the best that the Holy Spirit. The Holy could Spirit do. said, "I got Jesus in my veins." That's what. That's what they. That's what they were. They went with. Okay. <laughs> that's. That's the best they could do. <laughs> so then this this just takes me back to, <laughs> to evangelical days, right? When people when you, when you're doing anything, and I can't. It's not me. It's not me. It's all. It's all you. God did it. God did it. And if I were God, I'd be like, no, I didn't. I could do better than that. Like, it just, it's just frustrating as an artist, because this is bad art. But then as a God, (laughs) if I were God, I'd be offended. Because you are literally saying that God was like, oh, this is this is beyond the pale. This is so demonic. Satan is just out here running rampant, and we got to fight back against this. So I am calling out my big guns, my heavy hitters, and we are going to take this back. And this this the best you could do. I've been dreaming about heaven for a long time, and I'm not <laughs> holding on to any of those old lies. Wow. Wow. Earth shattering. Earth. Making making the creative world rumble. Just Yeah. So that's that's my opening gambit. My initial thoughts. Oh, I have so many initial thoughts. I, I will say. Um, as someone who this is gonna be a very unpopular opinion, I apologize to everyone who um, led worship on a Sunday. I'm sure some of you are good, but most of the time, trash. I had to listen, I had to sit through some trash ass music on Sunday morning. And I feel like I had Stockholm Syndrome because I was like, oh yeah, it's good. 
but I had to be, it had to be a very particular way. Like I had to sit in a very particular spot so I could just be focused. Why did I need to be focused? Cause this isn't good. And I had to suspend my belief in order mm-hmm. to enter into this worship because this concert is garbage. Okay. And this woman, I, I had flashbacks. Like it, it's not even just like terrible lyrics. She sounds garbage. Like she does not have, I, I'm not a singer. I'm not going to get up on the worship stage on a Sunday. Although by the standards of most churches, I probably could be a worship leader, but she's not good. And I feel like you're making me sit through a Sunday of someone going, I got Jesus on my face. Like what? She's breathy. So I feel, I felt like a rage of like the Christian worship world is just gaslighting us all the time. And like, nobody is really good. They just like slap Jesus on it. And so we're supposed to like love it. Um, so I like thought about that. And then, you know, your girl did a deep dive, deep dive. And uh, she, 10 years ago, she, okay, also, I'm about to air her laundry. 10 years ago, uh, she, or maybe the timeline's tricky for me, but yeah. Yeah, 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 because they were divorced for 10 years, or four years. So 10 years ago, she was, like, opening for J.J. Heller, which if you know Christian music, J.J. Heller is, like, semi-famous in the Christian world, but semi. Like, not, not like, earth-shattering. You, like, you know Christian music, you know J.J. Heller. And, and then she, like, while she was opening for her, she, like, got a DUI because she was going through her hot girl summer because her husband cheated on her with what sounds like a sister, cousin, or best friend. Uh, she talks about how they were, they were hurt because of how close this person was to their family. Um, and, and then I think she blew up her career and then got back together with her miserable husband. They were not happy. And they had their little miracle baby. Seems like They've been remarried for four years. Their kids four, so I can do math. Can you? Um, and they got remarried or whatever. And I think she like blew up her career because if you can't like go open for someone because you got a DUI and you're in jail, and so to me this is all about clout. Like when I look through her stuff, her like testimony what brought me back to god song had like four thousand views and then she likes dabbled in you know the political trans anti-trans stuff and that had like ten thousand views um and not even ten she got to like six thousand as her highest and to me this was like to me she didn't even really start going viral until uh, she like put out the full lyrics and she like went to that church and talked about how people were calling her a white supremacist. And so like her most, her content that has the most views are like her saying, I'm not a colonizer. The Holy Spirit gave this to me. Uh, here are the full lyrics of this whack ass song and responding to the criticism. And so to me, it's like a clout game and it's like every time horrible 
oppressive Christians want to do anything that is fucked up. They just say that the Holy Spirit told them. Like slavery, people use the Bible. Residential schools, people use the Bible. Like, and not to compare, those are horrible atrocities, but it's like, it's just the road that, that these like oppressive Christians are on. And it's like, where on the road are you? And it's like, it doesn't matter if it's changing the lyrics of a, of a song, call, I mean, also, if you want to talk about imagery, having this white woman call a Nico, a demon, uh, a Asian of Satan, if that doesn't give you imagery to slavery where we were beasts and we were all these things, all in the guise of the Holy Spirit leading you. I think those were like my initial thoughts. Like we're really just, uh, we are, not we, she and her little her little church cojones are like demonizing this black genderless, but I would say femme presenting femme. human, yeah. um, making them other, making them less than. If that is not an imagery to how black women were treated in slavery times, I don't know what is. And she is on the road to. I can use the Bible and Christianity and the Holy Spirit to harm other people. And it doesn't really matter what those people feel or anyone thinks because I am anointed by God and you are not. So those right. are my initial trash ass Sunday mornings worship. <laughs> the Christian road to white supremacy. <laughs> the Romans road to white supremacy. Yeah, so uh, I I currently one of one of my projects, one of the things that I'm working on is this series. It's going to be this graphic novel series with my friend Daniel. And we have been thinking about this story for a couple of years, and it's basically basically like looking at America today um and kind of forecasting how how it's going to end. And how this is all tied back to <laughs> back to the beginning of, of humanity. So we're talking about and thinking about just creation and, and God and and just all of these all of these things that are unknowable and can't be known. And yes, Christian mythology has one story, but it's mythology. Nobody actually knows how any of this happened. And all of all theologies are just built on ideas and people's interpretations of things that that other people have said. These are all just stories that we are telling ourselves and, and thinking about these things and in crafting this story like we are crafting this story with black people, black leads like this is this is a black story told from a black perspective because that's who we are and that's the story we're telling and I had I had sent Daniel another song of Aniko's a little while ago and I was like oh like this is this whole vibe is where we're at and what like it just feels like the story that we're telling and so this this woman taking this I'm like I know I know what you're this this is fear because I'll just read I'll just read um Aniko's lyrics up up 
all the parts that have been remade. So it's, I'm high, I'm from outer space, I've got Milky Way for blood evolution in my vein. I'm gone, I've been far away, I'm a lumineer now, making moves, starting waves. I've been dreaming about flying for a long time. I've had a vision from the greys, they want to co-sign. Artificially intelligent, new AI, I'm your future past and present, I'm the fine line. Yeah, I'm a missing link of this illusion. I am not really here, I'm an intrusion. I don't sink or swim, I just float. I don't need gravity, I just need growth. When I move, it's an earthquake rumble. I will never, ever fall, never stumble. And I don't need to be humble. Break down walls like Jericho crumble. There is nothing, nothing immediately, innately demonic, satanic about any of that. And I promise you, if Taylor Swift had written the same lyrics, these white women would be falling all over themselves about this being this girl power anthem. Like, yeah. <clears throat> oh, this is our power. We, Christian, we come from Christian the stars. Imagery. There's Christian imagery in it. Yes. Yes. But because, because this is a black, femme, genderless person, the idea of them being powerful proclaiming that power and walking in it is a threat. And she even, she even, um, someone said that exactly what you're saying. And she like shared that the outer space part. And I was like, and she's like, it's imagery. It's, it's the image. And I'm like, that is your interpretation of this. Nobody else was thinking anything about this until you called this demonic and let's be honest, y'all just call anything demonic these days. Whatever. And then I'm like, you guys are so, your theology is so whack. But like, y'all don't, y'all don't even know how whack your theology is. Because everything you think you know about Satan, about Lucifer, about the serpent, you're conflating all of these different stories to create a mythology, you have you have made up this storyline and this whole idea that oh no, you know Satan was the was the highest angel and and the worship leader, you know the leader of worship. This is all made up. None nowhere. Show me the the verse in the Bible where it says God says, uh, Lucifer, now known as Satan, who was the serpent in the garden." I remember you from the days when you stood before my throne as my primary worship leader. And then you decided you wanted to be like me. And so I had to cast you out of heaven into the earth. Show me that chapter and that verse. You can't. It doesn't exist. It is a bunch of snippets of different writers trying to just wrap their head around where are we right now in this moment in time and how might this have happened? What might be some of the things at play? And then much, much later, other people coming along and saying, Oh, Hey, Oh, here's this serpent. Wonder where he came from. Oh, well here in the book of Isaiah, here's this little fragment about someone being cast from the heavens. Maybe that could go with that. Let's do that. And then, We'll toddle on off into the New Testament and see what Jesus is talking about. Oh, you ascended into hell? It, was someone there? Was it the same one who was tempting you in the wilderness? He, well, 
sounds like a serpent to me. Like all of this is just, this is all made up. This is all lyrics. I also, and you know, I'm not a theologian, but I also want to see where in the Bible demons are like controlling people to like be harming other people. Like normally when we talk about like the demon possessed person, it's like they're tormented. They themselves are tormented. They're not like writing stories. They're not like making songs. They're not like, they're not even, there's not even stories of like this person who was demon possessed was a ruler and they were harming people. Like there is no direct correlation in my, I could be wrong. I have space to be wrong. But in, I never remember hearing a story where they're like, this, this person was demon-possessed and thus they did X. It was like Jezebel was a haughty woman who wanted to be the leader. And that's why, like, it, it all is motives. Like, anytime right. like, a leader was bad or a person is bad in the Bible, it's like their motives are wrong. When someone is demon-possessed, they are infl afflicted. They're hurting themselves. themselves. They're hurting themselves. He so keeps casting that, himself into the fire. He keeps yes. cutting himself with stones. He's he rolling on the ground like right. in agony. Like it, there is never in my, like, again, show me. Cause I could be wrong. That. If, I, it, you know, people talk about like the spirit of Jezebel. Where is that right. fucking at in the Bible? Like at the time, it just sounded like she was like a haughty, like right. wanting to do what she wanted, you know, like it, according to the interpretation. So I just, it makes me feel like I feel gaslit when people are like the demons are out. Also y'all really think Satan is hella powerful because I thought from what I, from, from what I was reading, uh, Satan is not all places at all times. Right. Is that, is that correct? Like, right. and y'all act like, I mean, I'm sorry. You think, you think Satan is like, you know what? Hmm. Aniko, I'm going to go whisper in this person's ear and have them write a song about me. Ha ha ha. Right. Well, then is, is, is Satan also the reason that child trafficking exists? Is like, what's the... Like if bad is if the bad in the world is sin and sin is because of Satan and Satan is doing all this stuff, does Satan care about song lyrics or does Satan care about actually causing real harm to people? Right. Or do you really believe that Satan is everywhere at all times? Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you think that um, demons and Satan are real powerful um, and and you, Debbie Rose, are the only one that God is using as a change agent. And if that's the case, if you are so anointed, why are you not doing anything to help kids who really need help? Right. Right. Because what is, if this is part of Satan's master plan, and Satan said, I'm going to whisper, I'm going to whisper this to Inigo. And ha ha, got him. They wrote down exactly what I want what to I wanted. write down. What, what is, what is the song leading me under this demon's influence to now do? I'm a demon now. Yeah. So what is, what am I doing? What, what was, what was the point? 
And then, at this point, so Satan, Satan whispered the lyrics. So apparently, and apparently it's just the lyrics that are demonic because it's not the music because that's fine. You can reclaim that. It's not, it's not the cadence of the words because you're taking that. that. It's not even some of the words because you, you're sticking with, you know, you, you're stupid, right? Because she says, I'm lying. You say, hi. And that's when I'm out because I'm like, this is already whack ass. Um, evolution of my man, Jesus, blood run through my veins. So it's not, it's not even all the words. So what, what is it? Where is the demonic influence? And again, for what? Because what is this song making me do? And I actually know the answer. The answer is, as, as a black femme, I'm like, no, I like this. Same. Yeah, I am. I am from outer space. I, I I do not belong here. This world is not for me. Yeah, I don't need to be humble. Let let these systems, let this shit break down. Yeah, like Jericho Crow. Yeah, we've been circling this shit forever and it needs to come down. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So it is. This this song was not for you, Rose. It's not for you. It's not for your people. You know who it's for. It's doing the work that it's supposed to do. And y'all are terrified of that. Of people who, because Aniko did grow up in church, Aniko knows exactly what they're doing with this imagery because it is our imagery to take as well. The Bible does not belong to white evangelicals in the way that they see fit and have decided to interpret things like y'all do not have the say you have the say over yourselves, but you don't get to decide that for everyone. So we too grew up in the church. We too have access to these stories and we too get to use them and tell them however we want. So for Aniko to use this imagery to speak to their audience, their community, they're allowed to do that. And when things are not for you, some things just are not for you. And that does not automatically make them demonic. It just means it's not for you. And the fact that you wandered over here, you know, she's going to blame her. It just kept coming up on my for you page. There are a lot of things that come up on my pages that I never look at. (laughs) Or I click on it once and then I'm like, ah, that's not for me. I have heard this. I didn't really, I, I mean, I've heard an ego song. But I, the way in which I've heard it is very different in the last week. Like, I've heard them sing it, and then I heard the new lyrics and the melody and the cadence, and I still would not be able to write, rewrite lyrics and hit every single cadence because that would take hours and hours of listening to a song. So first of all, you're lying that it was just on your For You page. You had to listen to that song in its entirety over and over and over again, because it's not just the words. Sure. You could convince me that you fixed the lyrics quickly that I, cause it sounds like you did like those lyrics are whack. I'm not a songwriter and I could have come up with those words. 
Uh, but it's the fact that you literally get every dun dun dun, which means you listen to those songs over and over again mm-hmm. to get the cadence of of how Aniko sings the song exactly right. Right. And you will not convince me with your little piano skills that I done heard on the, the other songs that you have this master ear. You you don't. Do you like you just I I I you sang the song bad. And if you had a good music ear, you would have sung the song better because I'm going to give in her in in Rose's defense. Her her voice is not as terrible on her other songs. Still not for me. I don't I hate watching her sing. It makes me it gives me the ick. I'm not going to drag her, but it gives me the ick. It gives me, I'm not going to drag. It just gives me the egg, okay? So I listened to a few and I was like, I was like decent Sunday morning worship music, I guess. Her rendition of Jericho is terrible. It it sounds like she's tone deaf. And so you will not convince me that you heard this song two or three or four or seven times. You listen to this song in its entirety over and over and over and over again so you could get the the way that it's sung just right. Right, right, right. And so, yeah. So Satan whispered this to Aniko. We don't know what the plan was. I don't know what Satan was trying to drive us to do. Satan was like, make the black woman revolt. That's the action. And you know what? And if Satan, is, then I'm on Satan's team. Team <laughs> Satan. Too. And I'm just Come like, in, coach. That's, that's, that's just where we are. But so Satan does that. Aniko's song goes out to the world, goes wide. It's doing well. This white woman takes it. So now Satan has gotten you, white woman, to introduce it to your communities because now they're going to go and they're going to listen to the real one at least once. So now Satan has gotten you to open it up to a whole new community. And then you got all this backlash so then now we were streaming it anyway, liked it anyway, but now we're going to do it double because y'all look what this white woman did. Now go stream Aniko. So now you getting Satan, Satan won, Satan won all the way around. And you done, you done helped because the best thing you could have done at this point was to hear that song. And then just go into your prayer closet and quietly pray for it to go away, for it to never, never touch the kingdom of God, for no one, no one to hear it. Because again, you introduced it to a whole new community of people. And yes, a lot of them are are as white supremacist and as awful as you are. And they're going to stream your little janky ass version. And fine. I love that. I love that for all of you. But there's some kids in those congregations who would have never heard of Aniko, never heard of the song, who now it's on their secret demon playlist. They Welcome they, to the construction. We'll see you soon. Exactly. 
kids who growing up in these these white ass congregations, but who already <laughs> love everything else that y'all have stolen. So who already are listening to the hip hop and talking <laughs> talking to Ave that they have all decided is the Gen Z slang and already you know appropriating this culture and and loving this stuff that they're not supposed to and then now you've just given them something new and a lot of them are queer a lot of them are feeling outside feeling like they don't belong feeling like they're from outer space and you have given them a new leader and new language and yeah you've helped so the deconstruction community would like to thank you for your service. <laughs> I also, she could have just, because I, again, I deep dived, because here's the thing about me. If you on some fuck shit, I'm going to find your shit, you know? So, you know, she actually posted, you know that, I hate it, but you know that one worship song that, like, uses Soldier Boy? It's like... God, our father, and it's got the beat of Soldier Boy. She posts that, and she, like, talks about, like, she really likes the song, and it's, like, a softer, it's, like, can we use, like, can we use secular music and Christian music? And she basically is, like, yes, and I love this. She could have just done that with a Nico song. Yes. She could have just been, like, this beat, I like this beat, but yep. I want to put a Christian spin on it. Nobody yeah. would have cared, but, they, but she got to, but she got to call people demons and agent Satans and all these things. And I'm like, you could have actually just said, I like the beat of this made it your own little ditty and no one would have ever found you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the problem because she wanted to be found. To be found. She wanted to be found. And the best way to do that. It's by demonizing black people. Also, they all sound the same. Like her, the Allie B. Stuckies, the Sean Futes, that they all use the exact same um, talking points. It's the exact same talking points. Like Black Lives Matter is demonic. Trans people are groomers. Gay people are eroding marriage. Like they all use the same talking points. And the... You can tell from this, from W. Rose's progression that she's like getting more and more radicalized because she realizes when she talks about trans people, when she talks about black people, it just, it gets her upticked a little bit. She gets mm -hmm. a little, she gets a few more followers. She gets a yep. hundred more views. It, it is, it's strategic. It's, it's not sincere. And I'm not going to lie to you. I am not a violent person, but when people talk about, when people, when Christians do terrible things and then they tell me that I don't know the intention of their heart, it makes me want to slap someone. Open hand, just a little bit. I don't want to hurt anybody, but I just, I just want to slap them. Like, you don't get to do terrible things and then tell me I don't understand the intention of your heart. Exactly. Get the hell out of here. Exactly. Only God, only God needs to know the intention of my heart. That's what people say when they are terrible human beings and they want to cause harm. 
and they want to excuse it away by saying God knows what they really intended to do. It's what racists do, it's what homophobes do, it's what uh, transphobes do, it's what xenophobic folks do when they do terrible things because their bias is rooted in all of us. Instead of taking accountability and being better, it's you cannot tell me that you know what was in my heart when I wrote the lyrics to this song. Right, right. (laughs) But I do know what was in Aniko's. But I, but I do know what was in Aniko's, and it was Satan whispering. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> hard, it's and hard to have conversations with those kind of people, for one, because they're not they're not acting in good faith. But also, like it's all, it's just all so ridiculous, and it's like we're not we're never going to get to. To the root of it, because now we got to argue about the intentions of your heart, and then we got to argue about whether or not who's who's Christian, who's really Christian. Because then she had a video, I think, yesterday yeah. talking about, you know, oh, I noticed a lot of the people who have issues with me who are yeah. not Bible believing Christians. So if you're not a Bible believing Christian, like you can't really can't really say anything to me. Um, but then I'm like, so what? Let's let's you want to call things demonic and talk about bad theology well let's talk about the theology in your your stupid little song so hi i've been saved by grace i got jesus on my mind and his blood running through my veins let's talk about the theology of that because where's that blood of jesus right we're spot we're i thought we were covered in it but no now it's now it's in our veins so you so if i were to cut you am i am i spilling the blood of jesus now so now you you got god blood so you're god you're god now because that's supposed to be the most powerful powerful agent right that's that was the thing jesus's blood so you got that in your veins okay red flag bad theology right there sounds demonic to me but let's go with it let's go with that so when i was saved when I was a Christian, was Jesus's blood in my veins? And is it now not? So let's talk. So salvation can be won. I can get it and I can lose it. So like where, where does that blood go? What, what happens? It, eva- it, ev- it evaporates. The Bible. It evaporates. Second Matthew 27, 3. <laughs> The, the blood of the Lord in your veins evaporates. You read it? You should. It's a good, it's a good story. It's gone. And so then, so nobody can talk to you if they're not a Bible-believing Christian. So is it the belief or is it, is it the knowledge of the Bible? Because I still have all of the knowledge that I had. I can still go chapter verse with you. I can stake. But does that not, not count? Cause I don't, and it's not even that I don't believe in like, like what do, what exactly do I have to believe for, for it to count? Because I'm fine. I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. I think Jesus was real. I think he, he died on the cross for his sins and rose again. If I believe all of that, but I just don't care. Does it, whose blood is in my veins? And is is it mine, or is it Satan's? Who's 
what are what are we working with here? But you get to come over here with this bad theology and just say anything because you're a Bible believing Christian. But I can't refute it because I'm not anymore. Was I ever? I don't know. So we're going to talk about that. And then this whole whole demonic thing. Y'all see demons in everything except slavery, except systemic oppression. Also, oh, wait, wait, let's take it a step further. Not, not only do you not see demons, you actually think you are agents of the Lord because you saved the Africans and you saved the indigenous folks and made them aware of who Jesus was. Like, it's not even, it's like even more insidious than that. Like, not even like, it was bad, but it, no, no, no. It was a good thing for me as the, as the, as the uh, African, because I came to America and was enslaved, but I got to hear the gospel. Right, right, because that's that's the only way it could be done. Because, you know, again, yes, yes, you Africans, if you don't like it here, then go back to where you came from. Y'all all came from somewhere. Why did, why did the Australians, who, this started as a penal colony, right? Like, y'all were sent there banished for crimes, for doing wrong things. But y'all didn't have to be enslaved to come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Like, and all, everyone who immigrated here, you had wars and you had famines and you had, you had religious persecution and had to come here. But we had to be enslaved. We couldn't just be brought here. Y'all couldn't have just, oh, let's go pick these people up. Look at them. They don't know nothing about Jesus. Let's bring them over here and treat them like people. Show them the love of Jesus this way. (laughs) A lot of people, this whole country is built on people coming here from somewhere else. But but we alone, it had to be slavery. It had to be slavery. It it was the only way. There was no other option. Lucky, lucky for y'all, God saw fit to rescue you. He couldn't, and he couldn't just send people and say, "Hey, you ever heard of Jesus? <laughs> Take it. That's yours now." No, no, no. We had we we had to bring them over here. We had to enslave. We didn't want to do it. We had to we had to harm them while in enslavement. We had to take away their kids. We had to make them raise our children. But it was it was. We had to in order. I mean, no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Did you see Jackie Hill Perry's recent? Oh God. Uh, recent thing where she's talking about she's talking to this other black woman. I think there's a third, but this black woman's like talking about her suffering, and Jackie Hill Perry is like, sometimes God needs to break us down in order to make us and make us suffer in order for us to like be in relationship with him and it and that is exactly what this like god needed to harm us in order for us as black people to be in relationship uh with him and to me it's giving he beats me because he loves me and i'm cool i'm actually like if that if that like i i said this offline to you earlier but like 
every time these Christians say things, it, it just pushes me further away from being Christian. And I think another one of those narratives is this idea that God needed to put us through suffering, especially, especially as I think about enslavement, needed, needed that in order for me to be in 2023 and come to him. I'm actually good. Like if that is the God that I am expected to serve, I'm cool actually. Um, I, I don't want to be Christian. Um, I don't want to follow a God who would um, enslave hundreds of thousands of people, mm -hmm. um, experience some of the worst atrocities, uh, so, in, so that in 2023, I would be a Christian. I'm, I'm cool, actually. Um, right. I also don't want to be with a God who would make me suffer um, in order to be in relationship with him. Um, I'm cool on that, actually. That feels super icky. It's giving Stockholm Syndrome. Um, so, no. Right, right. No. And I, want, I just want everybody to... Sit, sit with their thoughts, sit with their beliefs, and take the time to trace it back and think about what, what you are saying and what it is actually saying. So if you're going to say, and, and we're going to accede all your points and we're going to agree with you and we're going to say, yes, <laughs> demons are real and they're just out here running rampant. And fine, they were all over Africa. Just They, they just had it. And so we had to take these Africans and had to bring them here, and had to enslave. So it is, it is the grace of God that leads to repentance, but not in this case. So we were super, super demon charged. And again, it couldn't be you couldn't introduce Jesus through kindness. It had to be through this cruelty, bondage, and for generations. Okay, because it wasn't just. It was just the first group. We beat it out of them. And then they got Jesus and they're good. No, generations on top of generations. And then I'm sitting here today. It's about a year. I have to look at the date. It might be exactly a year since I was bullied and assaulted by so many of my friends with the information that I apparently am light skinned. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I, Apparently, apparently. <laughs> allegedly, uh, allegedly, light skin. Unquote, quote, unquote. Uh, unquote. Yeah, yeah, continue on, continue on. Uh, hey, so, be light skin, may, may not. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Demon of light skin, <laughs> they said I have it. Where did, where did I get that from? Because you got two black parents, right? I have two, you got two black parents. Okay, but the little 23 and me said, nah, friend, you got 25% European. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? And why was that not powerful enough? Listen, y'all's ancestors, our ancestors, our white forefathers were out here raping women that they considered animals, all right, and procreating. So we're all running around here 
with these European last names and that blood in our veins, okay? And why was that not enough to redeem us? Because there are people, there were people who were born into slavery, half African, half white, just right off the bat. How was that not enough to redeem? So (laughs) the slavery, the Jesus, and the white blood was not enough to eradicate the power of darkness? Y'all are serving a weak-ass God. And, like, just your theology is awful. So when Jackie Hill, when these agents, right, the people who look like us, who are part of us, are, are re-quoting this shit, they're not even th- what are you saying? What are you saying about yourself? What are you believing about yourself, about black people, about our place in the world, in the cosmos, in the plan of God? Like, y'all really think skin color is this indicator of our goodness, our innate evil because you have you have to think that because no one can explain again why it it was only us it was only the people with the darker skin who had to go through these things and why was this class of people entrusted with this great burden this great responsibility and how awful do you have to be that this is the method that you choose to go with and for generations, y'all are fine with it. Like, if we were to post videos today of just us just out there just kicking puppies, just, okay, we just got to break them in. We just got to, hey, it's, 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 this is, this is how I got to introduce obedience and, and Jesus to them. Y'all, would, people would lose their minds. Would just have they would lose their minds. Have so like, and that's animals. But y'all are fine with the idea that whole human beings, the only way God could get through to them was through this cruelty that we had to inflict. I think it even for me, when you think about residential schools, it's even more like, I feel like with, as we talk about enslavement, I feel like people like reflect back. We reflect back with like, oh yeah, like this terrible theology was used and like, uh, you know, I, I mean, like they barely, like we could go to church, but they barely wanted us to go to church. Like, but I think about like indigenous folks and like the Catholic church. And to me, it's even a clearer picture of that because residential schools were like really not that long ago. We're like, we have like black and white pictures from like literally the first time someone went to a residential school. And we like, 
I, you know, your girl loves Yellowstone. Um, I love a Yellowstone. I love a Yellowstone, um, the world and they got different shows. And the one 1920, they talk about residential schools and this idea that like, I, you know, these nuns are like, and priests are like, I have to beat this out of you. I have to beat the, uh, the quote unquote savagery out of you. But just this uh, idea that I have to inflict so much harm to you, um, that, and, and the only way that you can truly be saved is if there's nothing left of who you were before I got a hold of you, uh, is wild to me. And I, you know, I think about the Jackie Hill Perry's, the like, the like, the, the, particularly like the black, cause that's my community folks who are like, sort of care about racial justice, but ultimately are like, our identity is in Christ and Christ alone and nothing else matters. And I'm like, yeah, but where does that thread actually come from? Because it's not the Bible, friends. Where it comes from is it comes from our terrible history of the enslavers who pretended to be Christian, who said, um, we need to tame these black beasts and make, I mean, I don't even think they cared about us being civil. Like, I don't think that that was even like, a, they wanted us to be, they wanted us to be in line, so they used the fucking uh, Philemon to, like, you should be with your slave master, and that's, like, the way to go. Right. And then we look at the Catholic Church, and we look at residential schools, where it really was, like, we want to civilize them. We want to take away their identity, so they just have this Christ identity, which is just whiteness. We want them to be the white man. It right. just is, like, I... You know, I, I all these lines always lead back to white supremacy, whether or not we want to be honest about that. So when we're calling Rose Worship a colonizer, a white supremacist, it's that same thread of and that same language that they use to enslave the black beast and civilize the indigenous savage right like whether you want to believe that or not that's what's happening that's your heart's intention because yeah. that shit lives in all of us whether you're black jackie hill perry yeah. whether you're white whether you're native american whether you're um mexican whether you're african like it does not matter if you grew up in this society of the west it lives in you and everything we interact with during the, our days tell us that we should have this bias towards the other. Right, right. Well, the, same, the victors same. write the history. Yep. And then, you know, the losers write the songs. Um, so the artists... They're artists, the truth tellers. They're like the actual truth tellers. Right, right. But our history has been written by the people who won, the people who are on top. And so they have to make it so that they are the victors. It also the, the protagonist, right? So I have to be, if white supremacy has to be the hero, then they have to make bad things good, right? And my 
one of my uh, tangents right now is just this idea of why why would a good God be worried about people having the knowledge of good and evil? Like, mm. so I'm like, so what if that God was always going to do everything they were going to do, but people just wouldn't have known it was bad. Like, so having the ability, because evil was here. Mm-hmm. So eating the fruit didn't, <laughs> didn't bring evil here. It was already here. They just didn't know. And I was like, the only reason you wouldn't want people to know the difference is because you don't want to be recognized. So like I said, if I'm truly good, please know the difference. Please, please be able to recognize that. But if I wanted to be able to do evil things, but to tell you that it's good, then I don't want you to know. And so, damn, I think, yeah, damn. So that's, that's where I'm, I'm like, so, so this God, the trick of this white God is, is telling people that evil things are good. And so if you are white supremacist and that is the whole history that's built on, then you have to, you have to justify these evil things and how do they justify it? By saying, no, it wasn't actually evil. It was actually good. And to be able to carry that storyline through, we have, to, we have to stick to it. So we still have to say, no, that God made people suffer then and he makes people suffer now. And he has to. That's, that's how he does his good work. But if you are good and you are all powerful and you are over all of this, why are you coming down to the level of evil? Like, why do you have to do bad things to get good results. Like, again, why can you not just, oh, hey, hey, Africans. Oh, I see you worshiping that tree. I really wish you wouldn't do that. So here, I'm going to make it rain. Here, I'm going to heal your child. Here, I'm going to do these things that you're looking to this other thing to. I'm going to do these good things to show you that I am a good God. Why is that not the reaction instead? No, you are bad. So I have to do bad things to you because I'm good. That just, that doesn't make sense. You do what your character is. So if you are out here doing evil things, it is because you are evil. These colonized, that was evil that they did. And they did it because they were evil. And until people can just acknowledge that and say, damn, we came from some messed up people. They did some really bad shit just because it was bad, because it benefited them. It did not benefit this like It benefited y'all. And everything that you have now was from that. And that's, that's horrible. That's horrible knowledge to have to live with. But it is what it is. And as long as people don't want to deal with that, then they're going to keep calling evil things good. And we're going to keep going in these circles. Because you, can, you cannot square. You can't square that circle. You just can't. A good God that does evil is not good. If you have to treat people, if you have to use suffering to get through to people, then you're going to have to acknowledge that evil is stronger than good. Because if good was stronger, you would use that. But you're not. So either, again, God can be 
two out of three. So God can be all-powerful and all-knowing, then he can't be all-good. God can be all-knowing and all-good, but then he can't be all-powerful. And I guess God can be all-powerful and all-good, but then he can't be all-knowing because he's not taking care of shit. So like you can't, you can't have it all. So I'm over here and I'm like, well, I don't think God is all anything. Um, and if, if he is, I'm not interested. And no amount of suffering is ever going to change my mind on that. Like if you, oh. if you have to destroy me to love me, to do good things for me, I'm good. I'll just keep on trucking along over here. Like, I think I also think about sitting with the, you know, the victors, right? history and thinking about the Bible. And when I first became Christian, the sticking point for me was that the Bible is just full of genocide. Like God just be like, Oh, this group of people killed them all. Uh, even as I think about Jericho killed all of Jericho, right? Mm -hmm. Like just like all of these, what, what the Bible says are oppressive people. And you know, there are, it's a historical there are historical contexts to the Bible. So there were folks in the Bible that were oppressing people, groups, and that is a fair, we're not going to pretend like that, like Egypt was oppressing the Hebrews. Real right. historical context. Don't need the Bible to, to know that it happened. But like these other smaller tribes that we don't know anything about because they were completely annihilated by God, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. A lot of it, it just feels like an instruction book to like commit genocide. Uh, because if you truly believe that you're uh, God's people, which like white settlers did believe that they were God's chosen people and uh, till this day still do, you uh, know, it, it, you get to say, I am God's chosen people and Thus, that means I can see fit to treat, to uh, interact with people however I want to, because I am this set of people group that's set aside. And that's not to like speak to Jewish folks and their historical context. That is not my, um, that, that's not my people group to like speak to, uh, to Jewish folks particularly. But I think from a Christian context, we love, we, I mean, I have been told in every church I've ever gone to that I am God's chosen people. Chosen. We are God's chosen set people. apart. Mm -hmm. We're set apart. Um, and you can see that in, because in, in, in the West, white folks were the first Christians to ever exist. Uh, Jesus, Jesus was a white man. Um, so if we're the set, if, if white people are the set apart group, how they treat everyone else, it's fine because the Bible is an instruction book of that, of right. you can annihilate, that God will annihilate anyone that comes against his chosen people. And again, 
I understand that the Torah and the books that exist for Jewish folks, it's, it, there is some inner section, but the way that Christians in America have taken those books and made them their own, our own, uh, it, it's different. It feels different to me. And I am not a Jewish scholar, so I cannot um, speak um, to the ways that Jewish folks read their holy book. But I have been a Christian for a long time. I've taken Bible classes, and I do know how Christians uh, read the Bible. Um, and it, it, it's, it's hella icky. And it, is, it, it became an instruction guide to how white settlers interacted with everyone who did not look like them. And how they continue to interact with people who do not look like them or conform to their belief system. Because Jackie Hill Perry is one of them, whether she wants to believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. But only as long as she's saying what they want her to say. Yep. Yep. Because the second, Mm -hmm. uh, because I remember uh, uh, she said something and uh, Allie B. Stuckey kind of came for her a little bit. And, uh, and... I would say the only saving grace was that Jackie Hill, Perry, and Preston have garnered enough white support that they basically were like, Ali, stop. And Ali stopped talking. But if there was, if other white folks had not been like, Ali, stop, that would have been the end of Jackie Hill, Perry, and Preston Perry's careers. Uh, they are very given to white evangelicals. Oh, oh, very absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Like you get outside of it, and then you're like, "How are people not seeing this?" Like it's. I almost... mean, it happened to Lecrae. Lecrae is actually a great example. Lecrae was a little agent of uh, white evangelicalism, and he swung back into that. But when he did that Fourth of July slavery picture, like these are my ancestors. I mean, he was canceled for like two years in the Christian world. Yeah. And he... And he had, like, his resurrection, and then now is back in... He's back in, yeah. He's back in. Yeah. And it's... I was... I was out, I was out last night, and I was just looking, looking, looking at all these people... And I was just like, oh, like I just had had this idea, like you know, that oh, we are we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. And I was like, what if that would be a cool short film? Like, what if we are literally just like our, some of our ancestors' wildest dreams? Like, someone is in slavery right now, and they're just like dreaming, mm. dreaming of the future. Like, and, and that's 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 the lives that we're living. And then I was like, ooh, so what if, what if some of their wildest dreams were to just forget slavery ever happened? To just deny, like, the effect of it, just deny the power. So, like, what if some people are the Jackie Hill Perrys, the Lecrae's, the whatever, when they are giving into these, these storylines that, no, it didn't really have that effect. And this was, this was good for us. Like that is like that. What if that cognitive dissonance is just somebody's coping mechanism? It's just, it's just the dissonance that we lean into to not have to face the facts and the reality 
of where we are. When I was a little kid, for a long time, I, I couldn't even tell you at what age I stopped believing this. But I think we cope when things are hard when we're little. Uh, I truly believed that I was experiencing life in the form of an old woman telling her grandchildren the story of her life. Like, I truly believed that, like, I was an old woman with the photo album open, which doesn't even make sense because we don't, I wouldn't have a photo album. I'd be, it'd be on my phone. Uh, it'd be probably some, like, digitized tablet. Um, but I believe that I was like sitting with my grandchildren recounting my life. So I was like experiencing life, but through the form of story, um, which is pretty dope. That's pretty dope. dope. Your goal is creative. That's beautiful. But that's like what I believed. And I, I like, I could see that. I could see like the telling yourself stories in order to, to, to get through whatever you need to get through. And that's literally, that, that is what we are all doing. And that's what all of theology is. These are the stories that you are telling yourself. And I'm like, guys, we can tell better stories. Like, you can literally believe whatever you want to believe. You have that ability. You do not have to subscribe to these awful beliefs. And if you're choosing to, you owe it to yourself you owe it to the people around you who are telling you this shit is harming me. What you believe is harmful. You owe it to them to sit and actually think about it. Actually think about what you actually believe. Like stop stopping at this surface level. No, God just has to make people suffer. Why? Why? Explain that. And I feel like... For some of these people, they have to in order to not deal with the real shit. Like this lady, this mm-hmm. this Rose lady, her husband cheated on her with someone super close to their family. So again, it's a friend, it's a cousin, it's a it's a sibling. He cheated on her with someone that was like that was a part of the betrayal, per her words. She then went. She, I think she also like grew up with an alcoholic father. She then like got a DUI. And so they can't just take accountability for being shitty people and doing shitty things, which we all do. Every single one of us, we have caused harm and we have been harmed. Every person in the world. And the degree in which you have harmed or you've either harmed or been harmed, obviously that is different. But because people are just people, peopling out there, we all are causing harm or experiencing harm, even if that is not our intention. And I feel like instead of just being like, we were shitty to each other, it has to be, we were, we were demonically oppressed. We were, we fell into these lies because if you don't, then you actually have to deal with the icky that exists in both of you. The, the, the gross that would require you to cheat on your wife with someone she is close to. You have to Mm -hmm. grapple with what is inside of you. But instead we can say it was, it was this force outside of God. And because we've come back to God, all of that is null and void. You know, there, there was another one where this was weird to me. I was very weirded out by this one, but uh, her God talked to her husband and God told her husband, either he has to forgive her or he has to get uh, 
justice for what he was wrong, how he was wrong. Girl, I was like, I watched that one first because it's, uh, it's sooner. So it literally was, uh, God talked to him and said, either you get justice or you get your wife. And, um, girl, I'm sick. Um, <sighs> and he chose forgiveness, but you know, he had a, he, he was wronged and that needed to be like, right or whatever, but he got, he wanted his wife. So he forgave her. Then I saw the one where she talked about how he cheated on her. And I was just hella confused because I'm like, I feel like you did the wrong homie and whatever she did subsequently, you cheated on her with someone she was close to. I digress. But like, that's kind of like the, that's the, that's the dissonance these people live in. And so it doesn't, it doesn't only harm all of us, which it does, but I can't imagine actively living in that harm because for me, they're like, they like call Aniko a demon, a Satan. I'm sure that that hurts Aniko's feelings because even if some, no matter if it's a stranger or not, someone saying I'm an agent of Satan, that would like kind of hurt my feelings, but that doesn't take away from Aniko being a fucking superstar. Aniko gets to continue to live their life uh, and thrive and flourish and Rose is still in her miserable ass marriage where they pretend like they didn't have any icky in them and that it came from demonic forces and now they're good even though they look and miserable. They don't have to grapple with the truth of people are just peopling and we do shitty ass shit. Yeah. So it's an interesting like, it's like, yes, I want you to think through the words that you say and the belief systems that you live in because it does harm me. But also that shit really afflicts you, afflicts which you. to our earlier point, isn't that what demon possession is? Right. It's the affliction of you and not everyone around not you. everyone around you. Right. Because even, I can't remember, it's, it's either in um, Jesus and the Disinherited by... Howard Thurman, or The Politics of Jesus by Obery Hendricks. Um, I was reading both those books at the same time. I can't remember which one it's in. But they talk about demon possession in the Bible and how it was so many of these things. Again, like the self-harm, um, the woman with the issue of the blood. Like just all of these things are things that you see in marginalized communities. And like like these aren't they're using demon possession in the spirits because that's all they knew. That's the context that they had. <laughs> but like these are issues that you see in marginalized populations, like mental health issues, bodily issues. Like yeah. it's it's the body's response to ongoing trauma. Yep. And so yes, again, these are people, these individuals suffering individual harms harming themselves but it's like when you have access to medical care when you have access to mental health care when you have access to a home when you have like you don't have the same problems when you deal with the systemic issues these problems lessen they start to go away and so jesus and jesus all of his work all the things that he's doing yeah y'all want to make it all metaphorical and symbolic now, but no, he's literally like, 
forgive people their debts. Stop financially yep. oppressing people. Feed them. Feed Give them. Feed people food. Take care of each other. Like this is all very physical. Jesus was not worried about people's souls. He was worried about their bodies. And the fact that like I like again, tell me anything, believe anything, but make it consistent. So don't tell me that Aniko is demonic and is pulling from demonic imagery, but then also pretend like, why are y'all talking about slavery? What? Why you keep bringing that up? That's old. I understand why y'all believe what you believe, because it would be too much to acknowledge the fact that, damn, we came from some shitty-ass people who were rapists, who were murderers, who were cruel, who were inhumane for fun just because they could be. They weren't doing it out of love and care for these people's souls. They were doing it for their benefit, for their bodily benefit, because it wasn't helping their souls. It didn't make them better people. That, That is gaining the whole world and losing your soul. Also, I'm going to really be honest with you. If uh, there's, I, I, I can't remember where I heard this, but there's this story of a slave where they ask the slave, like, do you want to go to heaven? And they ask, well, are the masters in heaven? And they said, yes. And they were like, well, then I want to go to hell. Um, I'm uh, really honest. I don't know that I, I definitely don't believe in hell. I don't really know what I believe about heaven. I think for the most part, I'm just like, a, I don't know. And, it doesn't impact me. I don't need to know. It's kind of my like life stance, mm-hmm. but I, don't, I certainly don't really believe in hell, but in a world in which I believe in heaven and hell, um, I don't want to go to heaven with people who, I don't want to kick it with people who literally massacred people. I'm cool. I, I like, I don't, that doesn't sound like a good time. Yeah. I just don't believe in a world where we get to heaven and we forget, um, all of these atrocities that happen. Um, and uh, I don't know that a God is loving if they're just allowing people in who caused so much harm to people because they believed in the resurrection. Right. And uh, if you believe that, well, uh, you need to believe that because you need to believe that your granddaddy is in heaven. You need to believe that these people that you're in relationship with get to be in heaven no matter what. And I just... I don't want to be in heaven with people who are homophobic. I don't want to be in heaven with people who refuse to meet me because I'm gay. I'm okay. I'm actually okay. That actually sounds like hell to me. Yeah. We can't all be the same. We cannot all go to the same place. We just can't. Yeah, why? Because I don't want to spend an eternity with with Rose. I just don't. (laughs) So so I don't want to be there. And and it's like we got to this point. We've seen it with, with Lil Nas X with Montero. We've seen it with um, Sam Smith and Kim Petras, mm-hmm. Unholy, Doja Cat, just, you know, now this, and it's like, y'all, y'all have said you're going to hell. And we've gotten to the point where we've said, all right, <laughs> okay, we'll go. And now <laughs> you say it. No, no, no. That's demonic. If we're demonic Not like that, right. If we're demonic, let us be. Who cares? You did your best. Slave, you tried everything. You, you Rape, murder, enslavement. You tried. You did your best. And here we are. So ungrateful. 
just refusing to be humbled, refusing to bend our knee. And we're saying, hell, all right, bring it on. We're here. We're living through this. I guess things could be worse, but we'll see. So fine, we'll go. And y'all are like, no, not like that. It's looks like, what, what do you want? And why, why is your God so ineffective? This could have all been avoided had the Holy Spirit just given you this song from Jump. Also that, why didn't the Holy Spirit give you the song? Because they got a weak-ass Holy Spirit. Because it really is just themselves talking to themselves, but they believe that it's the Holy Spirit. I've got incredible internal dialogue. I, I, I be thinking through entire scenarios in my mind. People wonder why I can like go back and forth. It's because I've thought about yes. what this exact scenario could be in seven different ways. So I know what I'm going to say because I my internal dialogue is crazy. I think about how I could have done things differently. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's me. And I think people with incredible internal dialogue or... I don't think this girl has incredible internal dialogue. I think she has shitty internal dialogue. Uh, but she has, but she has internal she has internal dialogue nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It's the Holy Spirit. Bitch. No, bitch. You spent your whole vacation internally thinking about whether or not you were going to do this uh, song. But now it's the Holy Spirit. No. 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 Because if, again, if it was, why didn't the Holy Spirit just cut out the middleman? Why didn't the Holy Spirit just bring it, bring it straight to you? Why does, so the devil was the the leader of worship in heaven 5,000 years ago. Did the devil just, he, when he left, when he fell from heaven, he had the the catalog clutched in his arms. So does the devil, the devil has all the music and is like deciding who to give it out to and then the Holy Spirit has to come back behind and oh no we want to reclaim it. like why is why does the devil have all the best stuff like and that's been that's been a question Christians have been grappling with the entirety of the Christian music industry like why why are y'all always behind the world and why does it seem like a lot of the best musical artists started in the church Mm-hmm. And then went main. Why does that seem to also be a thing? Yeah, yeah. And then what was the devil always whispering in them in the Sunday mornings? Right. Because if Jesus is in my veins, <laughs> evaporated. Evaporated. And then you became a secular artist. Right. Right. And for all of this. Again, this song, there are so many songs, so many things that you could pull out. But this song in particular, you, this is your interpretation. To the pure, all things are pure. If you heard this song and you saw demons, that says something about you. Because you had to generate that. This song is not, it's not giving that. So for you to pull that out, 
that's on you. Yeah, and what actually happened is you heard this song by this black, femme, genderqueer person. You liked it. And you couldn't square that circle. Yep. You felt something. And you, you didn't did. like the feeling of being inspired, being encouraged, feeling empowered by this person that is anti everything that you are working so hard to believe in. So you had you had to demonize it. Because even her things, oh I just I just felt this song and I just I just felt something. That's on you. And it's it's just it's just so sad. And also so so dangerous just how deeply embedded the white supremacy is. Because again, had this been Taylor Swift. It wouldn't have been the same thing. Wouldn't have. And I think, as I think about Lil Nas X, my little nephew that I don't quite understand because I'm not Gen Z. If you said Lil Nas X lap dancing on the devil is demonic, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, again... Am I going to say, well, you've been calling him demonic for a long time. He's just doing what you're saying. Sure. You know, like, oh, good. But, uh, but sure. Like, lap dancing on the, on the devil does give some demonic imagery. I will, I will give that to you. Uh, unholy, Sam Smith. Same thing. I, like, I, I, you can, you can, uh, you can get me there. Uh, I, I don't feel like you can say, no, there is no demonic imagery. No, there is. Like, and, and there, there is a, there was a choice in why that was presented that way. And it is because that is what you guys constantly are saying to these people. Mm-hmm. But a Nico song, nothing inside of me heard that song and thought, oh, this has demonic imagery. Watching the music video. This woman's explanation of the music video being demonic is such a stretch. It's all a stretch. And it's like, no, you looked at this queer, genderless, femme, black, and said, I should not like this song because of the way that this person looks. And because I do, it must be demonic because I can't get it out of my head. And that's why I can't stand this woman. Yep. And I'm not going to talk about her looks. <laughs> but I just need all of you to know what's inside of me. Because when you're racist, <laughs> I know you think you're ugly. But sometimes you really are ugly. And it shows what's, what's on the inside. What's, what's on the inside of this woman really shows. It that's shines, what shines through. She is a reflection of what's on the inside. Yeah. 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 And so, so all of this, again, Aniko's song was never for her. Aniko is not writing music for white worship leaders. Aniko is not <laughs> writing music for white evangelicals. And if you uh, subscribe to those beliefs, it's not for you. And it and doesn't have to be good or white, like, it's just It's just not text. for you. And the fact that y'all, like, again, white supremacy just cannot live and let live. White supremacy does not know how to appreciate things, how to enjoy things without trying to take them over, without 
trying, just trying to own it. Like it just does not know how to let things be. And so she heard this song, she liked it. She got all discombobulated when she saw who it was from because that can't, the math, the math ain't mathin'. I cannot like, also if this person is gifted and they have this great song and it's making me feel things, what does that say about the God that I serve? Because this, this, <laughs> this song, these, Aniko's music is for Aniko's community and for them to feel empowered. For, for us, like again, I, I hear the song, I hear these songs and I'm like, ah, yes, this, this speaks to me. And this, I don't, I don't know what Aniko's exact thoughts in writing this song are. But like, that's, that's the great thing about great art. I don't have to have a, a dissertation on what exactly they meant when they sat down to write this. This song means something to them. It means something to me. It means something to Ashley. And it can all be different things. Like, good art just meets you where you're at, speaks to you where you're at, and gives you whatever you need to enjoy it, to be inspired, to be encouraged, or just to vibe with the beat. Like, just this is, life Life is to be enjoyed, and this is adding to my enjoyment right now. Like, it can be as simple as that, it can be as complicated as that. But not everything is for you. And it is just, it is, it is white supremacy. It is just audacity, the caucasity that as soon as something that is not for you, ah, demonic. And what a, that's just so sad. What a small, sad existence. I also have to believe that this person sought out this music because I listen to a lot of black women artists a lot of black femme artists and not even uh Aniko has never shown up on my for you page on TikTok or on Instagram and I listen on Instagram I follow a lot of black femme presenting people and my for you page is actually just a lot of deconstruction because that's the space that I am in the most right. so the algorithm knows so if this person is saying that Aniko was showing up on their For You page. Um, that tells me a lot about what they're looking at. And I don't believe that they're listening to Black artists on their TikTok or Instagrams. So it makes me believe they heard this song on the radio, which like means they listen to secular music. They looked up what the artist looked like. They said, demonic. And then they wrote the song after listening to the song probably a hundred times. And so for me, it is like, not only is your existence so sad because everything has to be for you, uh, which does make you a colonizer. Uh, sorry to break it to you, lady. Uh, but also you are seeking things out that you know are not for you so that you can get clout. And I think that that just makes you a very icky human being. Yep. And it doesn't mean I don't think you're beyond redemption but you have a lot of work to do and you have to stop using God and the Holy Spirit and your heart intention as reasons why you're doing shit. You're doing shit because you want to be like every other white conservative talking point on TikTok who makes their money doing that while also getting to be a stay-at-home mom. 
because your music career is not taking you off where you want it to be and you're 40. And that, and that is like a hard truth. I'm sorry, yeah. man. That's a hard truth. But you thought you were going to have this music career. It has not worked out the way that you want. And so now you are using black bodies. I don't know if we've seen that before. As a way and a vessel and a tool to get you what you want, which is money. And, and attention. And, and attention and clout. So you can become the TikTok conservative talking point. That is what you're trying to do. And just be honest about that. Don't be, don't lie about it being God or the Holy Spirit. You're a sad person. And you, Rose, are your ancestors' wildest dreams. But we are not the same. We are not the same. We are not the same. And yeah, yeah. And it's, a very a very sad existence because she's got she's got this she's doing her little remake and trying to trying to pump that up um and then <laughs> there's people you know asking about that that painting of the white jesus <laughs> in the background so it's then okay. her other scam at the moment is like sending these postcards to people with this artwork that That's is hers. not hers it's- it's just like, what? What are you, how do you? It's not but hers. then also, as an artist, I'm like, man, you you are down bad because <laughs> people don't, they don't want your original music. That hurts. You're not an artist. Everybody's only interested in this painting that you didn't make. So you're trying to take credit. I asked for the picture and I want it, blah, blah, whatever. Like, and you out there selling this. That's not your, like, none of of your stuff. You're a hack. You're a hack. And this is, this is the best you can do. Because again, you're, you're fighting with people in comments, you the negative comments to, to respond to. Cause that's all the attention you're getting nobody nobody your little worship videos are not getting the views like your original people were just not interested if it ain't about you demonizing this black person people aren't interested and that's i feel for you that sucks that does suck that sucks we know a lot of people now especially i would say black women who didn't actually get their start until they were 40 Right. Like they, they like artists, like actresses, like didn't, didn't actually like get their, get noticed until their forties. Like that is, that is like actually more common than people want to give, uh, credit to that. Like it is pretty incredible to, to, and you're mostly a Nepo baby to get your start in your twenties, even your thirties. Most people are, 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 are striking big late thirties, forties. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that this miserable woman, cause she's miserable is 40 and is like, I missed the boat. I've got to do whatever I've got to do in mm-hmm. order to, to, to get my little stake. And it is using other people's work. It's, people's work. it's, and she can't just hear an anthem from a woman like, I would even be, I need to write that song for us. 
But I would be fine if she was like, I heard this song. It it empowered me to write my own original music. And I might be 40, but I can still follow my dreams. Yeah. Life doesn't stop at 40. But I feel like this miserable woman feels like her life has stopped at 40, which I would disagree with. And so she has to make postcards of an of art that's not hers, but then tells a story about how she was the inspiration about around it and she's why it exists. And then she is using the work of black people. And so she doesn't have anything original that's actually making it big. And instead of doing the grind, putting in the work, she's just going to steal from other people. It's I, 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 again, I can have some empathy for how miserable her her life must be. Yeah, I mean, I don't like her, and oh. it's her own it's doing. Her own doing. Well, but I can feel a little empathy. Like, or demons. It's or demons. <laughs> like I would be, I'd be feel pretty sad if my life was miserable like that. Yeah. Like I'd be, I had to slang other people's art. I'd, I'd be, I feel bad about myself. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> you should. You should. As, as you should. As you should. As you should. As you said, it, it just it didn't have to be this way, because you could have just like like Ashley said, just listened to the song, enjoyed it, and then just put your little lame Jesus spin on it. But just said, because you're doing it, you're doing it with the stupid ass picture, right? Oh, you guys want to know about this? Yes, I was inspired by blah, blah, whatever. You're not. Uh, I'm selling these postcards because <laughs> the artist was actually demonic. Um, yeah. So you know you know how to be respectful in talking about someone else's work. And you chose not to do that in this case. And for that, <laughs> you're getting dragged and you're going to continue to get dragged. And... You know, all of, all of your efforts are going to be in vain because if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing this little remake and whatever, you're just, again, you're playing into the devil's hands because you got to pay. You got to pay royalties. So Satan's making money off your little Christian remix or you're not doing the right thing. So you're just, you're just thieving. So the devil got you out here being a thief. So... Satan won this one. He give him give give him his flowers, give him his points. And when he moves, he makes all hell rumble. He won't ever ever fall. Never stumble. He's coming soon, so you better get humble, bend your knee, or like Jericho crumble. Final words. You listen to this podcast, you made it to the end. Just take yourself to Spotify, Apple. Give an eco song a listen, stream it, buy it. Uh, because we always support black thems. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you too want Satan to win, <laughs> this is the way. Team Team Satan. This is how how you can help. Um and like go go listen if you can. Go watch the video yourself and grapple with the imagery and if it makes you feel some sort of way grapple with why mm-hmm. and think and think about why 
that the because discomfort around this song is because this is a black queer femme. And the idea of <laughs> any of those people groups, right? Black, black people, femmes, queer people. The idea of them being empowered, of them saying, yep, I'm different. I'm not from here. I'm not going to be humble. This is me. And I like it. That is what is discomforting to people. And specifically because it is for these people groups. Again, these lyrics are, are ambiguous. And if it you slap Taylor Swift on top of this, we'd be having a whole different conversation, a whole different experience. And I promise you, it would just be white women out here just... I got Milky Way for evolution in my face. Oh, I love it. I love it. I am from, I'm from the outer stars. Space. I'm, uh, yeah. 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 But the fact that now we, those people, are leaning into this, saying they're, <laughs> they're not from here, they're better than this. Oh, no. Can't have that. That's, that's demonic. And, and white supremacy is everywhere and it's running through all of us from the Jackie Hill Perry's down to us. So yeah, watch the video and grapple with how the imagery makes you feel. And also just with this idea of why anytime black people do anything that is different, is outside of the white evangelical canon, like it's never just artistic it's never just different why is it automatically demonic why why is all darker imagery automatically bad like it just can't be oh it's just different they just see see things differently so yeah grapple go listen go watch and grapple with it wrestle with it and if you don't have to congratulate yourself on that and be like man i've come a, i've come a long way because it is it is a gift to not be afraid of everything <laughs> that is not like you so that's all i got same all right mic drop and that's that. Bad Words is an irreverent media podcast, the Legata Scratch production, and a God is not given side hustle. Produced by Janice Legata and made possible by the generous support of Jodly and Jodwilling patrons like Sonia. Thank you, Sonia. If you're enjoying this season, please let the people know by leaving a rating or a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you're looking for a better book experience, ask Amazon about The Grift of God and or The Divide by me, Janice Legata. And until we meet again, take care of you and be well. This has been an episode of Bad Words, but to finish up, here are some good ones. I can go higher. Past the stratosphere, I can catch fire. I can go hard, I don't even need to try yet. Star blood, I don't ever get tired. Predestined, written in stone. I feel it coming, I feel it in my bones. Heavily protected, never alone. Tapped in, I'm connected to the unknown. When I move, it's an earthquake rumble. I will never, ever fall, never stumble. And I don't need to be humble. Break down walls like Jericho, crumble. 
Jericho, Jericho, walls come down. Jericho, Jericho, walls come down. Walls come down like Jericho. Walls come down like Jericho.